Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm good, but concerned. Everything that's going on down in Houston, family, friends. Yeah, you've got a couple people down yeah, there. Yeah, my daughter's there. They had to evacuate. They're in a shelter up in North Houston, Spring Area, and brothers down in South Houston. They had to evacuate. They're in a hotel currently, so... Just hoping for the best. Everyone's safe thus far now as far as their belongings and property. Wait and see. It's got to stop raining. You would think. It just doesn't stop raining. No. I really have never seen something like that where it's that much rain that sits in one place that is prone to flooding. I mean, and this is, it's worst case scenario right now for everybody. And yes, there's some heartening stories that are coming out of this, people helping one another, but... It's just it's catastrophic, and there's there's a ton of words we could use, and we just hope that it ends sooner than later, and that that storm moves out of there. But right now, it's just circling and circling. It's just it's torturous, and it's supposed to go back down and hit Corpus Christi again. They got the brunt of it initially over the weekend, and and now the reports are that the the storm, which was just cycling there over uh, the, the Gulf Coast, is going to go back and and hit Corpus Christi again. So hopefully everyone down there is safe. Got some friends that were hit in Rockport, but they are okay. Homes are okay right now. It's just a harrowing situation, and it's sad, and and you feel for those folks, and and hopefully we can get through it. We can replace that property. And as we all know, you can't replace the humans. Yesterday there were reports that Art Bryles, former Baylor head coach, was going to get a job in the CFL as assistant head coach and an offensive coordinator of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Canadian Football League, Hamilton Tiger Cats. So once that got out, everybody was starting to freak out a little bit. Art Bryles is going to get another job that quickly. He's going to get paid to coach football this soon after everything that happened at Baylor. And then the commissioner of the CFL said to the Hamilton Tiger Cats, I really can't tell you to not hire a guy or to hire a guy because I'm the commissioner and that doesn't fall under the things that I'm allowed to do. But I can suggest to you that I don't think that this is a good idea. And soon after that, the Hamilton Tiger Cats decided not to bring in Art Bryles. Uh, This, to me, has a lot to do with the fact that Art Bryles in addition to all the horrible things there that happened at Baylor, has not shown any sort of remorse that is satisfactory to the people that have been paying attention to this situation. Now, I I fall on the side of there are times where you can't shut somebody out for the rest of time, and there are horrible things that, that went on there. I mean, when you see the numbers of sexual assaults, and Art Bryles' role in making sure that the football program took precedence over everything else that was going on there. It's its reprehensible. It's disgusting. If he came out and started to change his entire life, was remorseful, was apologetic, was working with people who have been affected by that, said, I really, really screwed up 
in this and I got caught up in this job and I was worried about my job and started doing that, maybe at some point down the road he could start over. But we haven't seen that. The numbers are through the roof with what happened there. And it's just too damn soon for a guy who doesn't seem like he learned anything. So I don't want to say that someone doesn't deserve a second chance because I am someone that believes that they do. But you have to do something to earn that second chance. And I haven't seen any of that from Art Bryles. Listen, it's been the antithesis of Ray Rice. Ray Rice was remorseful. He did everything he could do to possibly resurrect his reputation. And it was all for naught. But hopefully he's a better person having gone through this uh, this traumatic situation with then fiance now wife, uh, job be damned. Uh, I think he's a better man now, having taken the necessary steps to get past uh, that episode. I know Art Browse. I like Art Browse, and Art Browse has done nothing in the way that Ray Rice has handled his situation to handle this particular uh, issue. And if he has, it's been on the the down low. And that's fine. We don't have to know every step and and everything he's doing uh, to make amends for what occurred there at Baylor. Baylor has a huge issue. It's not just in athletics. It was a campus-wide situation going on there. And no one involved handled it correctly. That's why they they got rid of the president. They got rid of the athletic director. They got rid of the head football coach. And, And Coach Browse... He couldn't have handled this any worse than how he handled it initially. He was still out there in the press. He was giving, making statements saying, I will be back in ball and within a year. No, go somewhere, be quiet, show some contrition, be remorseful, uh, show that you're helping out groups here uh, only if it's in a genuine way. He has not done that whatsoever. Yeah, he hasn't even lied to us about caring. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. some people that would go out and say, oh, look, I'm just here's a, a promo shot of me with these people. Let's put out a press. We haven't even seen that. I mean, he's gone straight uh, against all of that deliberately on multiple occasions. Yeah, th- that's the problem here. And, and too soon after all this hit the fan, he was out there giving these these uh, these interviews, and he shouldn't have been saying anything. He was suing the university then. He withdrew that lawsuit. So it's been misstep after misstep as far as Coach Browse and how he's handled this situation. And I, I think I can speak for you. We're all about second chances. And, but – when you've handled this situation, and it's as serious as this is, and it's very damn serious. I mean, it's just atrocious what was occurring there on that campus, within that football facility, and the type of guys and what they were doing. I mean, it's just amazing when you read these stories, and it's lawsuit after lawsuit now that has been levied against Baylor University, and the fact that you had people who were turning – a blind eye to what was going on uh, in this day and age. It's just remarkable that anyone is left there on campus and the fact that they even have a football program. We'll see if Matt Rule can help everyone move forward. I think it's going to be a long damn time as they're currently settling lawsuit after lawsuit. But Coach Browse, a great football mind. Uh, I Once again, know him, but he has handled this incorrectly from the outset. 52 acts of rape committed by 31 different players from 2011 to 2014, including five gang rapes. That was all according to that lawsuit that was filed earlier this year. Even if those numbers are incorrect and 10% of it or 2% of Mm -hmm. it or 3% of it is true and Art Bryles got a job tomorrow, you'd still be disgusted. If all of it's true, I mean, it's like 
It's it's mind blowing to me. And I guess it's that coaching community, that fraternity that's there that wants to help each other out in situations like this. And they say, oh, I know Art to be a good guy. And I know Art didn't mean any of this stuff. And we're going to go ahead and hire him. And in normal situations, I would say that would be admirable to have your guys back after a misstep in his life. But this is just too much. And it's also too much with the way that Art Bryles has handled it. Now, the next conversation about if and when Art Bryles gets another job, it should not be in college and he can't be in charge of anything anymore. I'm not saying that this is a guy who can never work in football again if he starts to change his tune. But as far as being in charge of either a pro team, wherever it may be, or a college football team, I think he's lost that opportunity to do so and he really shouldn't be on a college football staff, period. I think that a pro staff where he's just dealing with game plans and making sure that guys are running the right routes, <laughs> that's about all I'm going to trust him with in the future. Yeah, he's, he's been consulting with numerous NFL teams and some college teams as well, and all that's been uh, you know kept pretty quiet. There was a little uproar, mini uproar, uh, down with uh, Lane Kiffin at FAU, and, and it were reports that uh, he had been hired as a consultant, and, and those reports were proven to be untrue, although his son, Kendall Breyers, uh, is uh, on that staff for, for Lane Kiffin. Uh, I, I would agree with you. I, I think at this point all he can be is a consultant, someone on the periphery. Uh, will he ever see a college campus again? No way, no how uh, will that happen. Uh, but uh, I think there are going to be those within that coaching community, that, that tight-knit fraternity that would want to pick his brain uh, as far as offensive game planning and strategies, things of that nature. But as far as being the head man of a program again, I don't foresee that happening. It really is remarkable to me when people don't see themselves the way that they're seen by others in a situation as serious as this. I, even if Art Bryles doesn't agree with everything that's been said about him, it really, the word tone deaf gets thrown around, I think, or the phrase, and I really do believe that that applies here. I, I mean, how can you publicly on multiple occasions you know, not address this or not take any sort of blame and the apologies that you give seem like they've been totally forced and are only 10% of what you should be saying? It's And if everything is true, because all the Art Bryles supporters that are still left, and, and you mentioned how you know the guy and your interactions with him were always good, I even even those people have to be looking at this saying, what are you doing mm-hmm. How do you not understand this? Can you at least take some time to evaluate what's swirling around you and look in the mirror and just accept some of this? I mean, is it denial? I don't know what it is, but it amazes me that people go about situations like this the way that our brows did. I don't know if it's arrogance. I have no idea what the mindset is, but from day one, when all this surfaced and he was ousted there, I was I, I I was perplexed as to why he would engage in any comments, and we saw him from time to time on television, sitting in his vehicle, coming out of a, a home, and, and saying, "I'll be back in coaching in a year." Really, you think so? That fast? How about you uh, allow uh, us to get a, a grasp of what just occurred or what's been occurring on that campus in Waco? How about that? Uh, show some type of contrition. Show some type of compassion uh, for what has happened there involving your players. And we didn't see any of that. It was all about me, 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 
I'll be back on the sidelines. Don't worry about me. Well, that's not going to happen. And and you, I reiterate, he, he couldn't have handled this any worse than he's handled it. If you come out and you you try to make amends, you 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 admit you were wrong. You admit that you handled situations in a manner that were not befitting an adult, uh, a, a father, uh, at least to be a, a head football coach. Uh, it, just come out and say that. And then at some point, maybe we can move on and you will be rewarded with a second chance to coach because you're a damn good coach. But that's out of the question right now. And and that's the furthest thing from people's mind. The, the most pressing issue is how do we get to the bottom of everything that occurred there at Baylor? And, and stuff keeps bubbling up. It, they continue to be hit with lawsuits. They're settling lawsuits like crazy right now. And, and so he didn't even give us time to sit back and, and, and get – uh, a real holistic view of what was happening there. And, and so from day one, he just handled it completely wrong. There was a documentary called Hunting Ground that I watched that uh, detailed sexual assault on college campuses and how big of a problem that it is, and it's not addressed in the manner that it needs to be addressed. And I don't know if we're going to get to a point where this is a – normal situation for young women on college campuses. I don't know that if we're going to feel safe as, you know, parents or uh, whomever family members sending your young female college student off off to school. I, I don't know if we're ever going to feel comfortable because it's so bad. It has been so bad right now. But if Art Briles got a job in a couple of years after this happened at Baylor, then I'd really be discouraged about where we're going with this because then it really shows me that people aren't taking this as seriously as it needs to be taken. And not every campus is has a problem like Baylor had, but if you watch that documentary and you look at some of the numbers, there's so many people in power that are so afraid of the school being painted in a bad light, the football program going down, admissions being hurt, recruiting being hurt, the reputations of the administrators, and they just want to sweep all this stuff away, and they use their power and their muscle to do so. And so when people do get caught doing this, we have to be really careful about giving them jobs again because we need to show that stuff like that is unacceptable. Well, they're doing themselves a disservice. They're doing the institution a disservice. They're definitely doing the victims a disservice. If this comes to your desk, you have to handle it right then and right there. You nip it at the bud. And and, and that will help with the missions. That would help with the reputation of that institution if you go out and you, you, you showcase to, to the parents and potential students that, hey, we take this situation seriously. We're going to do everything we can to stamp it out. Uh, so uh, you 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 have it for me as president or athletic director or head football coach or whatever coach or, or, or professor, whatever your job title may be on a campus, that we're going to do everything within our power to make sure your child has a safe environment in which they can pursue their education or their athletic endeavors. So you're doing yourself a huge disservice if you take the alternate route and try to sweep all this stuff under the rug. That's it's, At some point, uh, it will come to light, and you're going to be out of a job, and your reputation will be in a worse situation than it would have been if you had just done the right thing from the outset. And in many of these cases, it's not even ignoring the victims. It's retaliating against them mm-hmm. and trying to disparage them and embarrass them in the process 
which is it's just it's it's horrible to watch. It was stomach turning watching. Well, I'm sure it is. And you had the Title IX coordinator, the former Title IX coordinator there at Baylor, and and she said, this is not an athlete problem. This is a campus-wide problem. And we're a sports show. We're going to talk from the athletic standpoint. But this is a – or at least it was a campus-wide problem uh, there at Baylor. I had someone, a good friend, share with me a story about a colleague of his whose daughter attended that university and and had a a situation uh, happen to her – uh, you know, down this uh, this in this same uh, vein that we're discussing now, and they decided to to keep quiet. And it wasn't an athlete that was the perpetrator; it was a regular student. And yet, uh, they decided to handle it in the manner in which they saw fit. So, this is something that's ongoing, uh, not just in athletic uh, facilities or have, having to do with just those guys who are, who were in those athletic facilities. This is something that's occurring, unfortunately, campus wide. Do you think that Art Bryles deserves a second chance? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Just getting started. Bogus update, plenty more on the way. Keep it right here. Give us a call right now, 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. Doug's in Pennsylvania on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Doug? Good morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. Hey, I just want to say I don't think our Broyles should get a chance just because of his lack of sympathy toward what has happened. You know, as a Penn State fan from Pennsylvania, I'm a little on edge with this Mike McQuarrie thing because here was a guy that was six foot five, two fifty, witnessed something and didn't do anything about it. I don't think he should get a chance to coach again as well, as well as getting paid what he did in a whistleblower lawsuit. I mean, he had plenty of opportunities to stop it right there, and he chose not to. So I was just curious what you guys might think of of that. Yeah, you know, that's something that is a – that's definitely a Penn State paterno guy calling us. And, yes, everybody – and this now throws me back to 2011 all over again where we're talking about Mike McQuarrie and what you do in that situation and – I remember what I said at the time, and what I said at the time was I think we would all love to say that we'd turn into Superman mm-hmm. at that moment and and run and tackle a guy and, and, and stop it, but I don't know if it's that easy. I, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I would do in that situation. I can't blame the guy for saying, oh, my goodness, this is someone who's been so important in this football program for the longest time, someone that I had a good relationship with. He's revered around here. I mean, did I really see this? What happened? What do I do? You know, but I am know. I correct? Mike McQuarrie went to Joe Paterno. He went right, yeah, and he, and told, told, him. he told people. He did. He at least did that. He didn't go and kick Sandusky's ass. He went and told Joe Paterno, this is what I just witnessed. And turned into a villain amongst Penn State football fans because of right. that. I mean, his entire life changed because he told someone what he saw. You know, so, I mean, yeah, it sounds great that you'd run in there and beat the hell out of the guy. Right. But I, I just don't he know if it's that easy. went and told his boss, which was Joe Paterno, who was bigger than the governor of that state, bigger than anyone in the whole state of Pennsylvania at the time, except for maybe the Rooney family. I mean, Joe Paterno ran that state pretty much. Anything he wanted, he got. So McQuarrie did what he supposedly went and told an authority, and that was on Joe Paterno. Yeah, and he, he testified under oath. He went through with, with everything. He told the truth. 
you know, I'm not going to sit here now blame the guy for right. not beating up Jerry Sandusky. No. I mean, he, he went about it the way that he thought was the right way to go about it. Uh, it's a different situation than than Art Bryles. I mean, Art was at the top of the food chain. Yes, he had a boss athletic director, but this was your football program. These were players you recruited. And so you get wind of this. People come to you and they say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's been alleged. You handled it right then and there. It, it stops with you. Yeah. These are your guys. You have to put your foot down and say, okay, we're going to get to the bottom of this. I'm going to have to sit you, you, and you, as hard as it is. But th- these allegations are too damn discouraging, too serious for me not to sit you until I get to the bottom of this. And, we yes, there are stories out there where there have been guys falsely accused and they've lost a game here or there. That's wrong. But Art Browns, it stopped with you. You don't sweep anything under the rug. You don't deflect. You don't abdicate your responsibility. You handle it right then and there. Joe Paterno didn't do it, and Art Browns didn't do it. Andrew Bogish is here. He's got an update for us. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, boys. Now, no matter how many times we warn them, Benjamin Franklin is killing the game. Teams keep spending big bucks on players. The Lions and Matthew Stafford announcing a five-year extension last night. That'll make the QB the highest paid player in the NFL based on annual average value. Stafford coming in at 27 mil, two million more than Derek Carr got from the Raiders last month. Stafford apparently guaranteed $92 million, including a 50 mil signing bonus. Broncos backup QB Paxton Lynch expected to miss a few weeks with a sprained right shoulder. And the Jets naming Josh McCown their starting QB. But that sounds all right to me. <laughs> Todd Bowles did not choose between Christian Hackenberg and Bryce Petty for the backup job just yet. The sports aftermath of Harvey came into focus yesterday. The Texans and Cowboys will play Thursday's preseason finale in Dallas instead. BYU and LSU shifting Saturday night's game to the Superdome, and the Astros-Rangers series beginning tonight moves to Tampa Bay. The Strohs likely to host the Mets there this weekend as well. A trip north of the border got the Red Sox back on track. Now the stretch by Barnes. 0-2 pitch. Christian swings and he drives one deep to left field. This ball is back and this ball is gone. An upper deck home run, Christian Vasquez. And the Red Sox lead it 4-3. to three. That's Tim Neverd on Red Sox Radio. Boston didn't trail again after the Vasquez long ball beating the Blue Jays 6-5 to snap their four-game skid. The Indians down the Yankees 6-2 increasing the Sox AL East lead to three and a half games. Cleveland's now seven clear of Idle, Minnesota in the Central. The Angels got by the A's 3-1. The O's topped the Mariners 7-6. And the Rays routed the Royals 12-0. KC shut out for the fourth straight time. According to BaseballReference.com, no team has been blanked in five straight since at least 1913. Miami's four-game winning streak snapped in Washington 11-2. Max Scherzer K-10 over 7 in his return from a stiff neck. The Cubs down the Pirates 6-1 and Detroit a 4-3 win in Colorado. The Rockies lead on the Brewers for the second NL wildcard is now three games. Former Michigan State basketball coach Judd Heathcote has died at 90. He was the head coach of Magic Johnson's team to the in that won the 79 national title. And Maria Sharapova returning to Grand Slam tennis with a three-set win over second-seeded Simona Halep. Night one of the U.S. Open ending at 2 a.m. Eastern when men's fourth seed Alexander Zverev finally beat Darian King. Boys? Thanks, Bogish. When you see some of these Twitter accounts of professional teams or college football teams do the ask coach 
something or mm-hmm. hashtag. It, it, ne- it never seems to work out. There's always no. some sort of issue. The fan bases are too clever and witty to let something like that go. Some knucklehead's going to uh, compromise it. Yeah, certainly. Now, this latest example is something more tame than we've seen mm-hmm. in the past. And this was with Utah football and Coach Kyle Whittingham. And it was Ask Coach Witt. So Ask Coach Witt happened right after the Game of Thrones finale. So people had a bunch of questions for Coach Witt about Game of Thrones for some reason. So Now, you're a Game of Thrones fan? I am not. Yeah. No, I am I've, not. And I tried several times to watch it. Couldn't get into it. Could not get into it. Huh. I, and I people love this damn yeah. show with a passion. Yep. And I feel like I'm missing out on something. I really am. But you tried. I tried once and then tried a second time. Oh. There's okay. just something about, like, long ago, even though it's fantasy. <laughs> yeah. There's something about when people are on horses and they're riding around the woods that I just, I can't, unless it's Monty Python's Holy Grail, I can't <laughs> sit there and watch it. Anything pre-car. I have a problem with Really? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I like horses, you know. Uh, yeah, I know. W- w- <laughs> Westerns. <laughs> so I, I can get into it, but I try. I, I have. I think I saw maybe a snippet of, of Game and Game of Thrones. That's it. And it never just been. Um, let's see. Wanted to to check it out. Yeah. As much as people talk about it and, and as passionate as they are about it. I have just never had that impulse to sit down and 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 carve out, you know, hours and an hour long show. I imagine uh, oh, sit, yeah. sit there and watch one episode. Maybe yeah. I should. I, and I I know I'm missing out somehow, but I just mm. it's just not hitting me. It's mm. just not. Anyway, so uh, here's one of the questions: Ask Coach Wit, the Night King's dragon was that fire or plasma or ice coming out of its mouth? <laughs> Kyle Whittingham responded. Are you kidding me? What the <laughs> hell are you talking about? <laughs> and then some guy said, Coach, do you think that Lord Baelish got the raw end of the deal or did he get what he deserved? <laughs> Hashtag ask Coach Witt. And Kyle Whittingham said, Once again, I'm completely baffled by this question. What am I missing here? Wow. And then finally. Someone said, did you see the Game of Thrones finale? And he said, oh, yeah, Game of Thrones. I heard about this, but never watched an episode. This explains the other two questions. My goodness. Yo, you like him? Anything that involves horses? <laughs> Anything, Anything that predates cars? Yeah, you, you can't get into I can't get into it. I don't know what is it is. Is that what the deal is? It's not like it's a damn disease. It's a TV show. I just, I'm tired of it. Tired of people talking about it. Wow. <laughs> oh, they're tired of you going to WWE, too. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. This is Pete's revenge. When he, yeah. gets, he gets beat up with a wrestling stuff. Got that so, right. So he's now coming after the Game of Thrones people. Because... Get lost. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm not going to try for a third time, even with, with all of this. Even with all of the talk about it and everybody into it, I'm just not going to try for a uh, for a third time. No, now see, that's a waste of time. Those folks that wanted to ask Coach Whittingham those questions. One, did they know whether or not he was a fan of the show? I think they were just had, messing with I, him. I understand that, yeah. but come on, that's, they're just messing with him. You know, that's what I mean. What, they, what a waste! I mean, when you go to Twitter and expect it to act like you want it to, you're going to fall into true. problems. That's true. I you mean, can't control it. Like, let's engage the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's always some. PR doofus who's like, I think it'd be great if we engage the fans. 
We put Coach on there. You can ask him some questions about the program, and we'll we'll pick a couple out that are good ones, like uh, what's what are you most excited about for this season, and we'll answer that one. And people don't, you know, they're bored by that stuff. Right. You know, so I, I would imagine that there's not a a lot of college football head coaches that have watched Game of Thrones because they're so damn busy mm-hmm. all the time. And that's like that's a show that's a commitment. That show, right? Yeah. I, now I, it's it's what twenty weeks. Is that how long shows last these these days? I, it used to be for network television, it's about yeah. twenty weeks. No, I mean it's probably like twelve episodes. Okay, a season twelve or something. Yeah. Well, maybe during their down downtime. Not all coaches sit there and sleep at the facility and 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 have football on the brain twenty four seven. You, you got to have an escape. So I imagine there may, there may be some out there who are fans of the show and, and other shows. You have to get away from it every now and then. So, as strange as that sounds, Coach Saban. Right. So uh, that new Taylor Swift song is being used for ESPN, ABC, college football promos. The one we panned? Yeah. She's just she's talking to another one, and then there's a version of her that's a zombie. She's that, talking to different versions of herself? Yeah. Uh. I, I mean, it's bizarre. And then she's like, the new Taylor is here, and the old one is dead. Well, like, she's talking to the old one. This is what you made me do, just, the old Just Taylor. look hot and sing. That's all I need from you. Shake it off. I'm sorry. I don't care if that sounds chauvinistic. I don't care about the 15 versions of Just you. Just make me a sandwich and give me the no, remote. No, not quiet. that. No, 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 not that. That's not no. what you're saying? No, no, oh, I'm not saying all right, that. All right. What I'm saying is from Taylor Swift, this is too deep for me. <laughs> this is way too deep. Just let me tickle you every now and then. Be quiet. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're not Janis Joplin. You're not Joni Mitchell. You know, you're not, you're not someone who's with a message. You know, that's uh, supposed to inspire people. You're just... Shake you, it off at a message. That was inspiring. Like, oh, my God. I mean, come Shake on. it off was inspiring. You're just a pop star. That was very inspiring. So confused I, I by this. Heart. There's a snake and there's a zombie and she's dead. Is there a snake in the video? I, uh, I'm not watching it. That's like a snake. cartoon snake, I oh, think. I'm not watching that either. Jeez. Mm-mm. Nope. Too much of this. I mean, if your biggest problem is Katy Great Perry, message. how am I supposed to take you seriously? Honestly. They're not feuding anymore. That's Yes, they are. They're back. It's constant. Uh, Every day, the two of them. Was it over a dude at some point? What's, what's the deal? No, it was a uh, Styles. Back, it was a oh, that's right. You dancer. said the backup dancer. Yeah. Damn. That dancer must have been good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Whatever. All right. Coming up next, talk some baseball. Did the Texas Rangers do a bad thing? Coming right back. Follow the guys on Twitter at Geo and Jones. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. What exactly are you doing, huh? What are you, some sort of badass now? Is that what you are? Can't take you seriously. Think you're some sort of badass in music. I just watched that Defiant Ones documentary with the NWA. You finished it? Yeah, I finished it. Great. Yeah. What'd you think? It was tremendous. It's outstanding. Tremendous. Yes. There you go. I can't see. I finally got you to watch something I wanted you to watch. Yeah, right. (laughs) Finally, you told me to watch it on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. I started it and I finished it five days later. Five episodes. You, I've been. I mean, I've been telling you to watch like To Kill a Mockingbird. I feel like. Since I met you. I've seen that hundreds of times, man. Been, Come on. You know what I mean. I Ballers and last chance you. And I'm, I'm going to get to it. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm down on you right now. I'm down on you. 
Uh, at O'Reilly Auto Parts, you'll get better parts, better prices every day. We'll have the parts you need to get the job done right with high-quality parts and accessories at guaranteed low prices, and the store's well-trained professionals standing by to help. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Yeah! That was a full-throated O'Reilly read there, baby. Yep. So the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros were having discussions yesterday. Mm-hmm. We all know what's happening in Houston. And the Astros and Rangers are going to play their next series at Tropicana Field because the Rangers did not want to swap series in late September Mm -hmm. because at that point they'd be losing home games. So they offered to be the road team in the Tropicana series, I guess. I don't know how that even helps at all. Um, But... They said that uh, it wouldn't be fair to the ticket holders to those series, to that series in September, if that was swapped because it was too hard on on them to the, uh, let me get the exact quote here from John Daniels. It says, switching home series wouldn't be fair to Ranger fans who had tickets to the September series. And, and Reed Ryan came out, the Astros president, who you know we've had on the show. Um, he said, well, you got a storm that's disrupting everything. We went to the Rangers, said, hey, let's switch series. You guys have our home series. We'll take your home series. They rejected that and didn't want to do that. The Rangers wanted us to play the next three days at their place, but they didn't want to trade series with us. Yeah. They wanted all six of our games at their park. And the fact that the Rangers refused to go home and home with us, we had to look at all the options that were out now, there. Now, the Rangers also offered the gate, even though the games would be played, the series would be played, in Arlington Park, they offered the gate from those games to the Astros. But that being said, for Daniels to say we would inconvenience our fans, really? Uh, who's being inconvenienced right now? You have a, a historic storm that's bearing down or that has made landfall uh, uh, there in Houston, and all of their fans are being inconvenienced. Uh, I mean, why wouldn't you say, okay, fine, let's do that. Yes, it's going to put... Our, our our fans, those who've bought season tickets, gonna put them in a, a bad place. But it's not; it doesn't compare to what's going on now in Houston. Give them a refund. Take Thank the hit you. for once and do Take the right the thing. Hit. How about that? And if you're someone who's a Rangers fan who is upset that your ticket that you bought that you'll probably get a refund on is is been um, gone because you had the series went to Houston, then you are the biggest douche in the world. If you can't understand that this had to happen because you got people right. that are underwater and the games couldn't be played and not getting to the park is, I mean, getting the park and is I would impossible. Hope those season ticket fans would call the Rangers or email the Rangers or send them a tweet or something and say, hey, I'm one of those people you're talking about being inconvenienced at the end of the baseball season. But you know what? I don't care about being inconvenienced. What's happening in Houston means a hell of a lot more. It's more significant than me being a season ticket holder and missing out on a a season-ending series. So switch with them. It makes no sense for them to take that tack. And Ken Rosenthal was trying to say that it's harder than you think that it is um, and trying to defend the the Rangers a little it's bit. It's harder to inconvenience your fans because you want to help out a, a fellow member of a, of your league uh, whose city is underwater? Yeah, um, let's see. I'm trying to get his his tweets. Let's see. Um, he goes, worth repeating, all this is just baseball logistics. It's important 
and uh, it pales in comparison to what's going on in Houston. Goes, it would disrupt Rangers ticket holders and leave Texas with four straight road series in late September before final home games versus Oakland. Oh, four straight road series. Oh, damn. Really? Is your house still standing? Has your family been uh, rowed in a boat to a shelter? Are Are you sitting there... Worried about family members and I mean, whether or not you're going to have anything to return to. It's really incredible. That's, that is, that's toned down. And you've got a month, over a month to plan for the switch. We're talking about the end of September, correct? Yep, September 25th. I you believe. got a, a month to plan for this. It's not like, you know, Florida and, and LSU last year, that back and forth, which was handled incorrectly by LSU. But they finally got it straight, and then they moved the game there to to Baton Rouge. I mean, this makes no sense. You got over a month, Ken, to deal with this, to handle those logistics. And so what? You end with four straight uh, road series. You're That's helping the worst somebody, that happens? You're helping somebody out. You're and, helping someone out. And the out. team, the, the Rangers are two games under five hundred right now. I mean, they're 15 games out of the division. There are three games out of the wild card, but there's, what, how many teams in front of them right now in that wild card. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Right. Five teams ahead of them, even though they're three games back. So, I mean, it's not like this is a team that really, I mean, no matter where they are in the standings, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. Just be inconvenienced for once to help somebody out. I mean, you see these people that are leaving their jobs, they're on boats, and they're right. pulling German shepherds out of the... Out of the water and people and babies and waist tights. And the Rangers like, ah, oh, we got four straight road series and we're trying to take yeah, care of our season ticket. I have a little empathy. What's Get wrong with here. that? <laughs> four straight, bro. You're going to be fine in those four straight road series. You, you'll be flown first class, eat first class, and, and stay in a nice hotel. So how's that an inconvenience? Yeah. And there were people that, like Lance McCullers, said, classy as always, should be absolutely ashamed. Yeah, greed never takes a day off yeah. or something like that. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, what what can, I mean, and the fact that the Rangers, I guess, at this point, at least up to this morning, have not backed down from this at all, and they're going to go to tr- the trop. Is, they're in your home state. Yeah. And, and, and that shouldn't matter, but that close, 240 miles down the road, really? Yeah. And that's position you take? Uh, there wow. are no logistical concerns to me that matter. In this, that would prevent no. a team, and 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 how much money you're really going to lose? And you have over a month to plan this, over a month. Yeah. Well, hmm. that's the way. That's the tactic to start to go with. Um, <laughs> ever since I said that Aaron Judge was going to be the next great Yankees, yeah, have a monument. He's, yeah, uh, you jinxed him. At least you didn't kill him yet. <laughs> yeah, yet is yeah. the operative word. Yeah. Um, so they're going to sit him down. They're going to bench him for a while, the Yankees. Because... Yeah, they sat him last night, and he'd, he'd probably sit tonight as well. Right. So, uh, you know, from what I saw from him early on, I truly still believe that he will figure it out. I'm not someone that thinks that the home run derby is has ruined him forever. I do think that, you know, fatigue is probably a big part of this. It's a long season. Mm-hmm. A guy who hasn't gone through a major league season like this, you got to think about all the pressures. Everything that's happened to him has been a whirlwind. So I do agree with resting him a little bit at this point, but I think that he will come back with a vengeance, and I think that he's still going to show us signs of the player he was early on yeah, in the he, year. He, he definitely hasn't forgotten how to play baseball and still 
a great benefit out in uh, you know right field. Uh, he is just chasing stuff. And and give credit to the opposing pitchers; they have figured him out, and that happens all the time. You know, it's a chess match. Okay, you got the best of us first half. Now we're getting the best of you. Uh, pretty much through the second half. Now, let's see if you can make an adjustment. So he has to be a little bit more patient. He has to make some adjustments, and, and let's see how he handles it. And he's still a young player, still a rookie. Yes, he came up late at the end of the year, but he's still a rookie, and the pitchers are getting the best of him currently. So I, I think this is a great move by Joe Girardi to sit him for now, and, and, and the, 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 the judges, uh, the judges his court is, is on hiatus. Uh, and, and it should be, and 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 so hopefully he can come through these, get past these next couple of games uh, as he watches up there from the dugout and become a, a different hitter at the play. He's still walking, uh, you know, uh, quite a bit, but the strikeouts, I think 65 here in the second half of the season, 65 strikeouts in 41 games. You can't be that good and then forget to be that good. Yeah. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Coming up next. The NFL and contracts for quarterbacks, it's an ongoing discussion. Why you should not be surprised that Matt Stafford got paid. It's Gio and Jones coming right back. CBS Sports Radio. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 